0: Amen. Thank you, ladies. Appreciate that so very much. Appreciate all the music today; it's been fantastic. You folks have sung well too, as a congregation. Have enjoyed it tremendously. Genesis, not Genesis. Scratch that. That was this morning. Okay, rewind. Luke chapter number one. Luke chapter number one. If you'll join me there. Luke chapter number one. We share a message simply entitled with you this morning: the impossibility of Christmas. The impossibility of Christmas. Again, let me reiterate how grateful we are that you are here. Man, I'm thankful you've chosen to join us this Christmas Eve and. Uh, I believe it's the right place to be as we celebrate the birth of Christ. The impossibility of Christmas. Luke and Luke, we will look in Luke chapter 1 in just a moment, okay? And uh, we'll get there, but I uh, hope you'll find your place, Luke chapter number 1. There are two, two truths about Jesus Christ, yea, two events about him here on earth that set him apart from every other religious leader in all of history. And uh, these two events are are quite amazing. In fact, I think, to my knowledge, he is the only religious character or figure that this is even claimed about him, these two events, these two things that happened to him and so forth. And, And you and I know that beyond a shadow of doubt that indeed he can boast that these things did happen to him. History itself, even secular history, aids and lends some validity to these two events, these two truths being true about Jesus Christ. What is interesting to note about these two things, these truths, these events, is that they are, in a sense, bookends to the life of Christ. They are dynamic events that transpired, that one proclaims his arrival here on earth, the other is focused on his inevitable departure. The one event, the one truth, is the simple fact that Jesus Christ alone in and of his power, was the only one and has been the only one that has risen from the dead. That sets him apart by itself. It sets him apart above every religious figure or so-called deity that has walked this earth. He alone may boast it. He is seen of many, many people, and we won't go into that today, but it was a grand confirmation that he was truly the Son of God, the Savior of the world. But no less amazing and spectacular is the event we consider this morning, centered here on Christmas. Read, look with me and read with me, if you will, verses uh, 26, and, and uh, uh, we'll read 26 through 20, uh, 33, if we will. Verse 26, we'll read down through verse 33. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. An the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him and was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be, and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. That fits well into our message earlier this morning. Verse 33, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Now the doubt surrounding the event that characterizes Christ alone, and that that's presented to us, is encapsulated in a question that comes up. The event that we just read of is is something that many scoffers, many people at, "Nah, that's not possible. That's that's unreasonable. That that can't happen." And, and it's the doubt of that is encapsulated or pictured well in what Mary says in verse 34. Notice the first statement of verse 34. Here's what she says. Okay, Then said Mary unto the angel. She expressed the the question of doubters through every age. How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. That is the question that dogs every doubter of Jesus Christ. Every scoffer that says, no, 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 there is no divinity to Jesus Christ. He's just a good teacher. He was just another man that walked this earth like you and me. He was nothing special beyond the fact that he was a good man. He was a good master, a good rabbi, a good teacher. Those who would seek to destroy the divinity of Jesus Christ appeal to that question. That he could not be the savior of the world. He was just a man like any other. It's too extreme, too unrealistic, too impossible that he could be born of a virgin. Someone who had not had relations with a man. And yet, it is this truth. The sacred doctrine of the virgin birth of Jesus Christ that holds the key to our future. Would you see this morning... That as much as any other doctrine, the doctrine of the virgin birth of Christ is foundational to Christianity. It is foundational to your faith and my faith. It is the linchpins holding together the reality that Christ could be both man and God, the incarnation. For this, this virgin birth was the only way the Savior could be born free of sin. The stain that all of mankind is marked with The reality that the thing that condemns every single man that walks this earth outside of Jesus Christ is our sin. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death. If Jesus had a human father, then he could not have been the Savior. If Jesus is not the Savior, there's no gospel, there's no salvation, there's no resurrection, there's no hope beyond this life. And may I say this, there is no joy in Christmas without Jesus Christ. You see, I tell you this morning, friend, if Christ was not born of a virgin, then our faith is truly in vain. And as Paul would write in one of his epistles, we are the most miserable people around if Jesus Christ was not born of a virgin. You see, in Galatians chapter 1, Paul would would make the point point that and condemn anyone who tried to teach a different doctrine, and that would certainly include the the doctrine of the, the scriptural teaching and foundation of the virgin birth. His death on the cross would have no efficacy for anyone if he was not born of a virgin. The sin nature would have been passed on to him through an earthly father, but it was not. This doctrine is so integral to our faith that you realize God begins to teach it in Genesis 3.15 when He speaks of the seed of the woman in reference to the Savior that would come and defeat Satan's plan to take all of mankind to hell and the lake of fire with Him. May I tell you right now, Satan is no friend of mankind. He would have every living person go to hell for all of eternity. But God said, I'm not going to let that happen. And I will put enmity between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head. Thou shalt bruise his heel. And God began to introduce his plan. His plan for a virgin-born Savior. An astounding, an impossibility in our finite minds to understand how that could happen so that the very Savior, the very God of heaven, could be born on earth, could live a sinless life, and then go to the cross of Calvary and pay a price for our sins that we could never pay. It would continue to be presented in very famous verses, as you seen a moment ago, Isaiah seven fourteen. He speaks directly of the Redeemer being born of a virgin. So important that the Old Testament proclaims the reality of this truth. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. It is the only way that the God of heaven, the perfect, holy God of heaven, could come to earth was to be born of a virgin. And even as we look at the proclamations recorded for us in Matthew and Luke, we understand that the very words in the original language they use to describe Mary are those that are typically used only reserved only for virgins, never used of a married woman. It's also good to notice Mary's response, isn't it? Here in this passage, how how does Mary respond? Well, her response indicates the miraculous nature of what was about to happen. She understood it. She, like you and I, said, whoa, wait a second. How is this going to happen? How is this the impossible going to be possible? How in the world am I going to have a child who has not known a man? And we can derive from that she was a moral person. At the very least, she was likely someone who was devoutly following the Mosaic law. She followed the ageless will of God. Do not miss it. She followed the ageless will of God for relations between a man and woman to only occur within the boundaries of marriage. And I'll tell you, God has not changed his mind. God has not changed his mind. So when the angel Gabriel announces that she's going to give birth to a son, you know what she says? Humanly speaking, that is impossible. It cannot happen. How can it happen? There's just no way. How is it going to be? How is Jesus Christ going to be born of me, a virgin? Many of you are familiar with Dr. Tom Malone. He made a statement. I think it fits well here. He said this, when God wants to do something great, he starts with the difficult. But when he wants to do something miraculous, he starts with the impossible. I like that. And so here we are the angel appears and the story begins to play out and things are revealed and how this is going to transpire. And Mary immediately says, wait a minute, this is impossible. This cannot happen. It's never happened before. It will never happen again. This is impossible. It cannot happen. And in the answer she receives from the angel Gabriel, as he begins to tell her how God will do the impossible. Within this answer in the Scriptures, we have some great teaching that is applicable for you and I as even we find ourselves uh, today trying to follow God and trying to follow Christ and to live these lives for him as no doubt Mary was willing to do so as we kick off this new year I trust these teachings will be an encouragement and challenging to us Three things I'd have you to note that surround the uncompromising doctrine of the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. The first is this, number one, Mary was informed, as we've just read, that she was going to do the impossible. Mary was informed that she was going to do the impossible. We read the description in verses 30 through 33 that uh, the the favor that God has bestowed upon Mary being the mother of Jesus. Um, humanly speaking, you know what God was saying? And this is this is. Impressive. This is encouraging. God is looking at Mary. He says, listen, Mary, you found favor in God. Not only are you going to be the the, chi- the the mother of the child who is the Savior, the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, the Savior of the world, but, but Mary, you have found favor in this. Do not miss it. I want to do the impossible through you. I want to do the impossible through you. No doubt we've all probably attempted to put ourselves mentally and emotionally in Mary's shoes in that moment. The time uh, the, the, this big news was dropped upon her. I, honestly, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm surprised we don't read this. Mary from Gabriel. Mary, you need to sit down. I've got something to tell you. We, we know how that sometimes uh, precludes a, a message. Or you need to sit down. And so you can imagine this was going to be something above and beyond her. Listen, hey, Mary, you're a virgin, I know, but you're going to have a child. Oh, that kind of sets you sets you, wouldn't it? Make you think in your mind, go, what, 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 what? This is the impossible, and that's, that's your response. How is this going to happen? And, and, and he's saying what? God is going to do the impossible through you. you found favor in him. You see, this morning, you too have found favor with God. You're here this morning, and if you've stayed awake long enough to hear the gospel... Can I just tell you? You've been highly favored. You've been favored. Just to sit here and and hear the word of God, to sit here and sing together with other people that love God and worship Christ, we are highly favored. But it goes even beyond that. If today you, you can say, Pastor Henry, not perfect, but I do know this, that if I die today, I have put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ if I die today, I know I'm going to heaven. Can I tell you, friend, if you can say that today, you are favored. You're favored. You have been guaranteed a home in heaven because of that faith. You are favored. And even beyond that, you are favored. Don't miss it. You get to tell others about salvation. You have the wonderful message of hope. You get to live according to commands and... and, and, instructions of the scriptures you get to claim the name of christian of the follower of jesus christ you get to influence others with the precious words of life and maybe today you're sitting here thinking "Well, you know i i don't know if i can make an impact on this world i don't know if i can tell somebody about jesus christ can i tell you this if god can do the impossible through mary he can do what you think is impossible through you he can you have found favor. You say, I'm just not very good. Many people have told me before. I'm just, I'm just not very good at bringing up spiritual things. Or I don't know if I'd have the right verses to say. Can I tell you, when any of us are witnessing, you get nervous. You think, praise God that it's him that's working through us that it's him that's doing what we might say, that's impossible. I could never witness to that family member. I could never tell that neighbor. I could, I could never tell that coworker about Jesus Christ. Hey, but you can because you serve the God of the impossible. That like Mary, he wants to do the impossible through you. You see, my friends, we are highly favored today. This morning, could I ask you a question? Will you dream about doing what seems impossible to you? For the Lord? Would you dream about it? Could I put it this way? Would you ask God to lay upon your heart a burden to do what seems impossible to you in 2024? Would you pray and ask him to, to call you to do that which seems to be impossible? Maybe it is. Let's take it what we might call the extreme. Where we may call, hey, w- would you be willing to ask God, say, God, if you call me to the mission field, I'll go because I know you could do the impossible through me. Maybe you need to teach Sunday school. Maybe you need to serve in a ministry and hear a false story about his church or your local church. Uh, maybe there's a neighbor that needs to be uh, hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. Maybe there's a coworker at your place of work, and and you say, oh, he's the last person that wants to hear about Jesus Christ. My friend, twenty twenty four, you can do the impossible. If Mary can do the impossible, because God wants to do it through her, so can you. You are highly favored. Maybe you want to begin discipling somebody. Maybe you want to work in a bus ministry. Maybe, a, maybe there's a, a desire within you to go an entire year in 2024 without missing one day of prayer, one day of reading the Bible and fellowshipping with your Savior. Well, Pastor Henry, that sounds impossible. Well, good news. We pray to the God of the impossible. So, so would you allow him to burden your heart to do the impossible this coming year? Oh, Mary did. Mary said, and and we'll see it. She she asked the question, but she's more than ready for God to do something great through her. Do you dare to dream? Do you dare to ask God to pick you to do for him what to you seems impossible this next year? You see, my friend, Mary was informed that she was going to do the impossible. Number two, Mary was informed of how God was going to do the impossible. Mary, here's how it's going to happen. Here's how it's going to play out. See, number one, Mary, you're going to do the impossible. But here's how it's going to work. Here's what's going in. So Gabriel goes on to reveal the power behind the impossible. And I love this picture. Look at verse 35 with me, if you will. Look at verse 35, okay? Uh, Verse 35, and the angel answered. This is after her question. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall call upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. I love the picture here. I I love what's presented to us. You know, first of all, he says what? It's the Holy Spirit uh, that is the power behind the scenes doing the miraculous and the possible. Impossible, excuse me. And notice the picturesque presentation we have, the description. I love this, don't you? And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. You know, there's been a time when, when some of my little boys, when they've been doing something together, and, and I've come up behind one of them, and, and let's say they're, 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 they're kind of, uh, uh, not fighting over something, but they're, they're I'm going to get you, and something like that, and, and there's been times where I've come behind one of them, and, and literally, the one here facing me sees me, and the one in front of me doesn't see me. And there's been a time, I remember, when I came up behind them, and my shadow came over them. They look down, and they're like, oh, Busted busted that overshadow i remember another time too when i did something similar and this one over here they were kind of going oh yeah i'll do this and so forth and he just got a smile on his face because i was like yeah i'll help you we'll take him down now can i tell you i like that picture because here's what the bible is saying when you try the impossible you're not alone god is going to do it through you in fact it's all of him it's it's all of his power and his strength and i the picture is he overshadows us the power of god we are encapsulated we are covered in the entirety of his shadow as you and i try to do things for him this year i don't know about you but i sure am thankful that what i do for christ in 2024 i don't have to do of my own power it's his power working in me it overshadows us it's a beautiful picture that's how the impossible gets done hey gabriel how in the world am i who hasn't known a man gonna give birth to a son oh don't you worry holy spirit's got this power of the the highest shall overshadow thee See, it's how as you ask God to pick you, to call you to do the impossible, as you plead with Him to burden your heart to do the impossible in your life, in your community, in your church, in your family, your workplace, it's how the impossible can be accomplished. And it's no different for you and I as Christians today than it was for Mary. It's always the Holy Spirit that works in us and through us to do anything for God's glory. Paul got it. Paul in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 says this, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Two chapters later in chapter 4, and verse 13 says what? I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. That word strengtheneth in the Greek. You know what it is? It's the word for dynamite. The power he empowers me his shadow is cast over me so that whatever i try i do it in the power of god it's the same paul that wrote in romans chapter 8 and verse 11 he says there in chapter 8 jesus christ rose from the dead in the power of the holy spirit and the reality is this that same holy spirit indwells every believer will you dream will you dare to do the impossible what seems to us impossible No one can reach that neighbor. No one can reach that family member. No one can reach that co-worker. Uh, I I don't think I could ever do that ministry. I don't think I could ever serve the Lord in that way. I don't think I could ever commit to that. With God, all things are possible. Will you dream? You see, whatever it is that he is called you to do in the days and the weeks and the new year to come it can only be accomplished as you yield and submit to the power of the holy spirit again i direct your attention to verse 35 where it says the power of the highest shall overshadow thee will you through submission and allowing him to work in you will you allow the power of god to overshadow you in 2024 to do what seems impossible will you submit surrender yield to the holy spirit I can just picture it perfectly. As you go to, to witness, God is there casting a spiritual shadow over you. As, as you go to fulfill the ministry of the local church. As you go to teach Sunday school, whatever it may be, his shadow creeps over you. As you put your hand to the task of the impossible for the glory of God, as the choir sing about, you find the shadow of God cast upon you. It is a beautiful thought. And may I just tell you as we read this story and you and I know it well, Mary was comforted by these words. Her heart was stirred with this simple truth. Do not miss it. God will take care of the doing if you and I take care of the obeying. God will take care of the doing if you and I will take care of the obeying. Mary, just submit. Just yield. Just surrender. Verse 37 establishes the defining principle for the lack of limitation upon our god what he can do through any of us for his kingdom and glory look at verse 37 notice what it says for with god nothing shall be impossible i love it he even gives her an illustration of elizabeth right her cousin and john the baptist and so forth listen you remember how old they were elizabeth and zachary you remember how old they were and they had a kid (laughs) with god what seems impossible nothing's impossible that's the presentation of the principal gave us oh, Mary Mary you're selling your God short and may I just tell you Christian today may, may we just be a little honest this morning may, may we just be real today we ought to never say as a Christian I can never do that if God calls us to do something if he burdens our heart to do something my friend you can do it through Christ which strengtheneth you I can do all things through Christ. Why? Because for with God, all things are possible. I could never go talk to that neighbor. I could never talk to that co worker. I could never do that in my life. I, I, I could never commit to that. I could never. Don't say that, Christian. See, Mary understood that God will take care of the doing if she'll take care of the obeying. And for with Him, all things are possible. Nothing is impossible. Will you live your life in 2024, your Christian life, in light of such a principle? We finish by seeing one more thing, and this is it, number three, okay? Number one, Mary was informed that she was going to do the impossible. Number two, Mary was informed of how God was going to do the impossible, okay? Number three, we see this. Mary was both willing and ready to do the impossible. See, this is really decision time, isn't it? This is where it's, it's kind of Mary's lap, and Gabriel's kind of left there. What if, can we just hypothetically say it today, what if Mary came to this point and she decides, you know what, not for me. You know what, I, I, I don't want to do this. Thanks, but no thanks. There's a nice young lady down the road here, third house on the left. What, I mean, what if that was Mary's attitude? What if, what if Mary said, no, this isn't, it's too much, too much sacrifice. It's too much work. It's too much risk. I'm out. Oh, certainly God could have found another young lady to take her place. But may I ask you this? Have you ever thought about what Mary would have missed out on? Invariably, you and I think of Mary. Now, we understand that in some circles she gets worship that is not due to her because there is only one we ought to worship, and that is the God of heaven. So we understand that. But I'll tell you. My friend, there's very few people who don't know the name Mary. Think about what she would have missed out on. Think about the reality and the testimony to to who she was and what she did, and even you and I speaking of her and considering her this morning. I'm sure there'll be some here this morning. If we are honest, you're just not willing to try and attempt the seemingly impossible for God next year. As I have challenged you, as God's Word has challenged us to to think about, what is seemingly impossible for me and to me in 2024 that I could do, that I could accomplish for Christ? Uh, No doubt there's some here that we just kind of brushed it to the side. Ask God to choose us, to call us to the impossible one way or the other. No way. Too much sacrifice, too much word, too much risk. But what will you miss out on? What would you miss out on? But it wasn't Mary's attitude or response. And I've said before, as we've preached different messages and different passages here, this is one of my favorite parts of the Christmas stories because Mary's response, her attitude. Look in verse 38. Notice what she says, verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word, and the angel departed from her you know what the word behold there really means is listen here am i in our common vernacular we might say it kind of means sign me up all right where did i sign behold the handmaid of the lord i love that terminology too the handmaid of the lord it's a let it be unto me as you said let it be according to me what, what you want? Will you work in me to accomplish whatever it is you want me to do? And I, such an attitude is f- phenomenal. See, don't miss it. Okay? We're almost done. Don't miss it. God was informing Mary that she was going to do the impossible. Mary says, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't, I don't know what you're, how you're going to do this. Then God said, here's how I'm going to do the impossible. Through you. And Mary's response is what you and I should respond every day. All right, God, here am I. Whatever you want to do, the impossible, what seems impossible, whatever you want to accomplish through me, do it. I am your handmaid. I'll do whatever you ask me to. Can I encourage you to pray something like uh, this and this morning as we head into 2024, as we celebrate Christmas? Would you pray this today, Father? Behold your servant, here am I. Call me to do the impossible. And as you empower me to do it, I will. Your will be done in my life. It is essentially what Mary was saying. She came to the moment of resolution. She came to the the, the moment of decision making. She said, all right. That's what god wants to do through me And it seems impossible. I don't know how it's going to be done. I don't know how he's going to accomplish it But i'm in i'm in Sign me up I'm the handmaid of the lord His will My way Have you said that to the lord recently? Will you say that to the lord about 2024? Maybe there's someone that the lord would have you speak of the gospel to You see, my friend, the impossibility of Christmas and the virgin birth, it was made possible. Why? Well, because number one, God called Mary to do the impossible. Number two, He empowered her to do the impossible. And then number three, here's her part. She submitted to doing the impossible. And so it begs the question as you and I head into 2024, will we do the same? god whatever you want me to do may seem impossible you just call me you just tell me you show me you reveal to me what you want me to do then father i want to make sure that it's you doing it through me and i submit and yield for you to use me to do the impossible now my friend could i ask you a question how favored are we if god wants to do the impossible through us see souls saved people escape hell and gain heaven minister to the brethren you name it you name what god can accomplish through you and i and it seems impossible but we sure do serve the god of the impossible and he wants to use you he wants to use me and because of that we are highly favored of the god of heaven May God add his blessing to his word. Father, we thank you so very much for the truths of this story. And Father, it is a, a story we are well familiar with. It is a story that, that surrounds and encompasses everything the Christmas season is. And Father, and yet we find much challenge to it. We, we find much exhortation in the reality of Mary and, and her willingness to allow you to do the impossible through her. So Father, I pray there be some prayers that are aimed heavenward in this invitation. I pray there be some sitting in these pews and maybe watching at home that would simply voice the prayer of asking you to burden their heart to do the seemingly impossible. Father, would you work in people's hearts even in this moment? Would you call them to do what seems to them the impossible in 2024? And then, Father, I pray that we each one of us look to you to empower us to do what we certainly cannot do of ourselves, what you've called us to do, and the things that are seemingly impossible, and all the things of the Christian life. I, I pray we'd allow you to work in us and through us to do both your will and uh, your pleasure. And then, Father, I pray that each one of us would offer the prayer of submission, surrender. Father, here am I. You show me what you want me to do, whether it's seemingly possible or seemingly impossible. Father, we surrender to do your will. Lord, I pray as we head into 2024, every one of your children that are gathered here this morning would do so. They just surrender. They yield. Father, they'd be willing like Mary. Behold, your servant, the servant of the Lord. Here am I. Show me what you'd have me to do. So, Father, I pray that you do what only you can and work in every heart. Lord, I pray if there's one here this morning that father could not answer the simple question of what would happen to them if they died today that they could not answer it with knowing for sure that they're going to heaven because of faith and trust in jesus christ i pray father that today would be the day of salvation salvation what a better time father no better time to get saved than at christmas knowing that jesus christ came to earth to die on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins so that through faith in him and his finished work on the cross We can gain heaven and lose hell. and He can be our personal Savior. Father, I pray that if someone's not saved today, that they would come to you. Now work in this invitation, Father. Speak to every heart. Challenge us. May we offer prayers heavenward. And Father, may we be ready for the year ahead to do the seemingly impossible for you. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I ask you to join me in standing all across the aisle.